This is a Capricorn FM podcast. It's now time for the Holland Financial Feature, offering you practical solutions on how you can become financially fit for free. Right, there you have it. We are getting into the Holland Financial Literacy Feature. And if you've been joining us for the past couple of Wednesdays, then you might know what it is. And if not, well, this is an educational campaign that seeks to empower you and I with financial education. And they're doing it for free, man. Absolutely free. And at the end of this feature, we will also ask you a multiple choice based question that is going to be about today's topic. So you have to listen attentively to the conversation that I am about to have. And all you need to do is WhatsApp the correct answer at the end of this conversation you whatsapp that correct answer to 079-899-6226 and it is very important that you use the hashtag Harlard. Alternatively you can also get your answers in on our website that is uh, capricornfm.co.za when you get to the website you click on competitions and then go to the Harlard Financial Literacy Competition and then it's that simple. You just ask that multiple choice based question. Uh, It's based on this week's topic and you know if you answer it correctly then you stand yourself a chance of walking away with 1,500 rands. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So today we're talking about, you know, that one thing that has been a cause of anxiety for a number of people, and that is lending. And to help us understand that, we're joined on the line by Graham Young, who is the head of uh, corporate finance at Harlard, and he's also a uh, streetwise finance facilitator. Good morning, Graham. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me on your show, and welcome to all the listeners. Uh, hopefully at the end of this conversation we'll know how to deal with the you know the one thing that causes us a bit of anxiety i hope so <laughs> L- lending is always a always a scary topic um and one one that we try to avoid but yeah it's good to have these conversations so to, to get it started what is lending Klekhani, simply lending is when a person or an institution a company uh, provides money to another person normally on condition that that money gets paid back. So, you know, when you give a gift, money doesn't have to get paid back. Yeah. But uh, lending, when you um, when a company provides money to you um, and you then are required to pay it back, normally it uh, also requires you to pay some interest or some other fees. Uh, and a thing to always remember, a lender is the person who provides the money and expects to get paid back. Okay. And the borrower is the person who receives the money um, or takes out the loan and is expected to pay that money back to the lender at some stage in the future. So, so I mean, when we talk about, you know, lending or having debt, is it a bad thing? Is, something that, is it something that we must always try to avoid? Like we should absolutely not take up any debt at all? Okay, Connie, that's a fantastic question. I think... Uh, you know, to be financially secure and, and ultimately to achieve financial freedom, yeah. we can't have debt. So we wouldn't want to have debt to, to be in that position. But not all debt is bad. For instance, studying for your education, improving your education so you can get a better job, mm-hmm. that would be a form of good debt um, to buy a home, to provide for a shelter for your family. That would be, a, again, another form of of debt that we wouldn't consider bad. Okay. When Lebel was on your show right in the beginning around budgeting and yeah. needs and wants, the challenge have, we have is when you when you want something badly enough and you go into debt to get that um, leather jacket or that new <laughs> handbag or whatever, that that I would consider as yeah. a, a bad form of debt. And and then 
if you are in debt um, for for food or for clothes or anything like that, you should try really hard to to get out of debt as quickly as possible and avoid getting back into debt for for those things. Sure. I mean, so so when we're talking about the lenders, uh, what kind of you know what are the different places and, and ways that one can get a loan? Where do we find these lenders? Sure, Kani, There's so many different places um, that you can take out um, credit. And I think it's important to remember when you do take out um, a loan or some form of credit is to, to understand a few things. So one would be, you know, how much are you expected to pay back every month? Okay. How long do you have to pay that amount back for? So how many months or years? Um, and then also plan very carefully about the debt. Can you afford it? Can you afford to go into that debt? So, so some of the places that you could get would be, for, for instance, a short-term debt you could get from a bank or a credit provider. And those are normally for um, three to, say, five years. Okay. And, for example, a car loan or a student loan would be an example of a short-term debt. You should try and avoid, you know, borrowing to go on a holiday or, or to buy groceries. <laughs> Another example would be a bond for a home. So yeah. that would be a lot longer um, period, normally 20 to 30 years that you borrow the money. And that's for a much bigger amount. And normally the interest rate on, on that kind of, debt is, is a lot lower. Okay. Uh, another example would be a pawnbroker where you would take your goods to, to a broker. They would give you a cash advance. If you don't pay the money back, they sell your goods um, to mm. recover their money. In a retail environment, credit is often in form of credit cards or a higher purchase. And this is normally when you want to buy a cart or a fridge. Um, and there's certain requirements there. Interest rates are normally higher and the repayment period is quite short. And then lastly, the one that your listeners are probably aware of and, and don't like but um, is a fact of life is the loan sharks or the machinisos. And that's normally for that unplanned debt when we really can't make it to the end of the month. And it's it's unregulated. The, the interest rates are excessive. You normally have to pay back the money on payday. Uh, it doesn't form part of the national credit regulations. Mm. And you can get taken for a ride. Sure. So, so before we do continue with our conversation, I mean, you mentioned lending in a retail environment like credit cards and higher purchases. How is is, is credit card a form of a loan? And, and 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 what is the difference between a higher purchase and a lay-by? Uh, great question, Kakani. Thank you. So let's, first of all, the debit and credit cards. Let's just talk about the difference there. So I think people mistake um, a credit card to act like a debit card because it's just so easy at a point of sale just to tap it yeah. or to swipe it. I mean, these days you can even use your watch or your phone to to kind of act as your, as your card. But a debit card is linked to your personal bank account. And it means that if you have money in your bank account, you can obviously then use it to make purchases. As soon as the money runs out, yeah. your debit card will bounce at the tolls. A credit card, however, is not linked to your bank account. And a bank would have given you a credit limit, uh, obviously you can then spend up to that credit limit. Above that, your your card will decline. Mm-hmm. But that money is expected to be repaid to the bank. So it's not money you have in your bank account, but you are expected to pay that back. Yeah. Ideally, at the end of every month, uh, and then a credit card can work well for you. But most people can't do that, and so they spend a couple of months paying back that debt. Um, so yeah, that's the difference between a debit and a credit card. A lay-by and a higher purchase, very interesting. A lay-by, most of your listeners will know yeah. that, you know, when it comes to 
uh, spring and, and uh, you know, winter's far away, but there's, you know, some new leather jackets on the shelves. You know, you can go into the shop, you can, you know, put the item aside and pay it off over a couple of months. And mm-hmm. once the item is fully paid, you can then walk out with your leather jacket. Um, there's no interest on that, but obviously it takes a few months to, to pay off the, say, 1,000, 2,000 rand for the, for the jacket. Yeah. A higher purchase, though, means that you can take the jacket out straight away but you have to pay that money back and with interest. Ooh. So so that's a, so, some sort of an account. If you open a clothing account, is it also linked to that? It is. It's a similar sort of uh, concept. So some of the large retailers provide you with an interest-free loan account uh, where you can um, have, say, six months to pay back without interest. But if you don't pay or you late in paying, then there's some hefty um, charges. Yeah. But yeah, labor labor is an agreement with that particular shop to to be able to pay off the item. They keep it reserved for you. They don't let it go out the shop. You can only pick it up once you've fully paid for it. Um, but there's no interest on it. Right. So before we do take a break, can you give us an idea of how to apply for a loan or what you may need to take out credit? Sure. So, so provided you're not going to Mashaniso, um, because obviously, uh, as your listener will know, you have to yeah. give over, you know, everything, your, yeah. your, your card, your bank card, you know, your ID, everything. Yeah. So if, if we ignore that for a second, you're going to, you know, a bank or another institution. Typically, they would require you to fill in an application form. You would need to take a copy of your ID and your original ID as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of months worth of pay slips uh, and proof of your address. And then, for instance, if you took out a bond, you would also need to take the purchase agreement um, where you did the transfer of the property from one person to the other, yeah. um, and, and yeah, that would be another requirement. So I think it, it's um, one of the things that's very key with lending money, and, and I think Andrew put it quite um, well when he was talking about banking a couple of weeks back, mm. was there's no such thing as a stupid question, um, and you yes. shouldn't be afraid to ask questions. And so ask, ask, ask. Ask again, and if you're not getting the right answers, then please go somewhere else. And then lastly, just before we break, I think the the most important thing about loans um, and and what you're contracting into Mm. is understand fully how much money are you required to pay back every month, for how many months or years will you be required to make those payments, are there any other fees that you might be charged, and then what happens if you don't pay back? What are the penalties? You know, can they come and yeah. take your house? Can they take your furniture? Can, what what can happen if you don't pay back? Understand all of that before you um, then enter into any credit agreement. I am joined back on the line by Graham Young, who is the head of corporate finance at Harlard. He's also a streetwise finance facilitator. And uh, we continue with our conversation around lending. Welcome back, Graham. Great. Thanks for having me back. So when we discussed savings, um, uh, we spoke about interest rates about a week ago. Can you explain to us now when we're talking about lending, uh, the kind of interest rates or or, or how interest rates apply to lending? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So if um, your listeners remember, both Olivia in the savings module and Andrew on the banking module spoke about how interest uh, and compound interest in particular is the eighth wonder of the world. Uh, And when you have money, it's wonderful. But when you owe money to someone, it can be a terrible financial financial noose. Mm. I think with lending, it's slightly different to the fact of the compound uh, interest that we spoke about um, under savings and banking. Normally, what's quoted to you is a simple interest rate. 
So, for example, if you borrow 100 rand and the institution tells you that the interest rate is 10%, mm -hmm. you're required to pay back 110 rand. Yeah. So, effectively, the 100 rand that you borrowed plus 10 rand worth of interest. Mm -hmm. Where it gets a little bit more complicated is where you maybe go to an unregulated uh, institution like the Mashinistas we were talking yeah. about. So typically they would charge, say, 40% uh, and you're required to pay that back on payday. So, for example, you, you require a 1,000 rand. You have to borrow a 1,000 rand for something. You uh, then require to pay back 1,400 rand on payday. Um, and the challenge with that is, yes, it's, it's a lot of money, but if then that causes you to now not have money for the next month, you repeat the cycle and you borrow another 1,000 Rand and at the end of that payday, you pay another 400, you know, 1,400 Rand, 400 yeah. Rand's worth of interest. And if you did that for a whole year, you end up paying 4,800 Rand in interest on a 1,000 Rand loan. You know, some scary sure. numbers. Yeah. Another way to, to look at that is if you weren't able to pay back the 1400 the 1400 that you owed, and you just kept, you know, borrowing, and the machinista would allow you not to pay back for, for some reason, he trusted you or something, mm -hmm. at the end of those 12 months, you would owe a whopping 56,600 wow. rand. Wow. Um, and that just shows you how interest can just jump up if you, if you don't service it. Typically, most... Uh, institutions, though, require you to at least service your interest, meaning you have to pay the interest that's due at least yeah. every month, um, and then obviously with some capital. So what's important to, to note with interest on lending is that it's very much determined by, one, the interest rate, so so whether it's you know the current prime rate of 7% or 10% or whatever the interest rate that you've been charged, how long you have to pay that money back, so what's the time period, and then how big an amount are you borrowing? All mm. three of those factors determine how much interest you're going to pay on an amount. Um, another example that might be in really interesting is a, a mortgage or a home loan. Normally that's over 20 years. So the time period here is, is a lot longer than mm. your short-term loans. And let's say you're buying a house for 250,000 rand. It takes you almost 14 years to pay back only half of that bond. So your capital amount that you still owe the bank after 14 years would be 125,000 rand. And the last six years is when you pay back the balance. The reason for that is initially you pay such a lot of interest out of the, say, the 2,000 rand a month that you're paying back on that loan. Yeah. 1,900 rand would go towards the interest and only 100 rand would be going off against the capital. As that capital reduces, obviously the interest portion goes down and then there's a lot more of your repayment going against capital so it accelerates mm. but 14 of the 20 years is used to pay back half in the last six years to pay back the balance um, another example is if if that interest rate is currently seven percent of the prime rate or what the banks lend to you so typically for homes that would be at around that sort of rate if our interest rates jumped up again like they were a couple of years ago and say it was at 12 percent that will cost you an extra 750 rand a month in interest, and the total amount that you'll pay back on that 250,000 rand home would be 660,000 rand, which is, you know, 200,000 rand more than at 7% you would be paying back 465,000. Yeah. So it's just interest rates and time periods can have a massive impact on the amount of interest that you're paying. So really the, the moral of the story is only borrow if you really have to, and then if you mm. are borrowing money, then make sure that it's for some, some sort of asset that it can improve your life. So if, if that's your furthering your studies or your home or a business, 
you know, but definitely not for some luxuries yeah. or some food. Definitely. So, so what can one do if they are in debt and they're struggling to pay it back? Hundred percent. I think the first thing is to try and relook at your budget. I know that's really hard, and levels, you know, spend some time going through needs yeah. and wants and budgeting and. And yes, it's a bit of a pain to, you know, go and analyze exactly how much money you're receiving every month, you know, mm-hmm. where's all that money going. But you really have to, the first port of call is to sit down and try and see is there any way that you can save a little bit of money, you know, spend a little bit, bit of less money on something. And if you can, then use that, that money that you free up to, to settle your debt. If that's not working and, and you can't um, see your way out of, you know, freeing up some cash, to settle the debt, then debt counseling is available. Mm. And that's really if you if you can't make monthly payments on a loan or you have a number of credit accounts, you might be eligible for debt counseling. Uh, and debt counseling really helps those that, uh, what they term over-indebted mm. uh, or soon to be over-indebted who can't pay their debts to have an affordable repayment plan that they agree with all your creditors. Um, and a rule of thumb is, that if you're struggling to pay your debts on time or you're feeling anxious and distressed about your financial situation, it would be a good time to talk to a debt counsellor. Sure, so, so if someone is interested, they just heard you talking about it and they want to apply for debt counselling, how does it work? Sure, a debt counsellor, number one, they must make sure they talk to a registered debt counsellor. And when I say registered, registered with the National Credit Regulator. Uh, and all of this falls under the National Credit Act, which is there to protect consumers. So I think that's the first thing. Don't go and talk to, you know, your friend down the road or Mm. to someone who's not registered because uh, there is a legal process involved and it needs to be done properly to ensure that your creditors then have to abide by finally the court order that happens um, at the end. So so really what happens is you get given a free debt assessment by a registered debt counsellor. They look at the level of debt that you have. Mm -hmm. They look at, um, you know, what you can afford, what you can't afford. They then also, um, they'll do all the work for you. So, so you give them the information that you have. They'll sit with you. They'll go through all your, all your credit agreements, everything that's regulated by the National Credit um, Act, and they will go and see how best to restructure your debt. Yeah. They then will renegotiate with your creditors for an affordable repayment plan. This then gets approved by a court or the National Consumer Trib- Tribunal, and then that becomes an order. So all your creditors then have to abide by this one single payment that you mm. make that then gets split amongst all of them. Sure. So, so, so just so I make sure that I understand, if someone applies for debt counseling and they are approved, will their monthly payments change? Most definitely, yes. So what will happen is you'll only be required to make one affordable payment. So you'll be able to now afford to make that payment. And as opposed to making, you know, a number of payments to everyone that you owe money to. So you'll make one payment a month. That will go to an independent payment distribution agency. So effectively, it'll go to one person or one institution. And on your behalf, they will then allocate that money and distribute it to all your creditors for as long as the debt counseling is in place. So as long as you have the debt counseling order um, approved, that this will be the way that um, your debt will be settled.
Sure. All right. So we have come to the end of another exciting episode of the Holland Financial Education Series, which is packed with a lot of information. I mean, quite interestingly for me is uh, the debt cancelling process, uh, uh, you know, and it's it's just equipping us with the practical solutions or the practical ideas that we can implement in our financial lives. You know what they say, when you're learning a lot and having a lot of fun, time definitely does fly. So, Graham, thank you so, so much for your time, for coming through and helping us get a step closer to reaching our financial uh, freedom it was fantastic to be on your show thank you for having me there you have it man if uh, you have more questions about the Holland streetwise finance uh, or, or the topic that we're discussing today then you can visit streetwisefinance.co.za uh, their website and then you can ask your questions there or get more financial literacy content for free so do visit that website and like I said at the beginning right the beginning of this uh, episode I did say that there's an exciting price of 1,500 rand uh, for one listener who provides the correct answer to a multiple choice uh, question that is about to Today's topic, and you can enter the competition via our WhatsApp or our website. Via WhatsApp, the number is zero seven nine eight double nine six double two six. So I'm going to ask a multiple choice question. You send your answers there, and you can also send through your answers on our website. I'll let you know all about that in uh, the next few. So here's the question. Today's question. I hope you are listening very attentively. This is between you and one point five, <laughs> one thousand five hundred. This is between you and that money. So here's the question for today: Which type of interest is charged on loans or credit? Which type of interest is charged on loans or credit? Option one: simple interest. Option two: compound interest. Option three: no interest. Which type of interest is charged on loans or credit? Option one, simple interest. Option two, compound interest. Option three, no interest. So do forward uh, your correct answers to our WhatsApp line 079899 and uh, use the hashtag Harlard with uh, your answer one, two or three. One is simple interest, two compound interest or three you write no interest. Uh, you can also log on to our website capricornfm.co.za then you click on Harlard Financial Literacy Competition page and enter there. T's and C's do apply and you'll find them on uh, our website. So make sure that you enter the competition. Next week I could be giving you a call on Wednesday to let you know that you walk away with 1,500 rands. Winners will be announced, of course, and make sure that uh, you do stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be getting into the next episode on uh, the 2nd of June. So make sure that you don't miss the next Wednesday where we have an episode. That's the 2nd of June. And we're going to be discussing the question of whether we need insurance. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.